0: Do you need a good laugh, a pick-me-up in the middle of the week? Are you looking for some uncommon sense, the right words at the right time? Are you at the end of your rope? Help has arrived! Grab that rope and listen to Tie a Knot and Hang On. Help Has Arrived with Camille Sanzone. Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on W4WN, the all-women radio station. To
3: be humble, to be kind. A giving of peace in your mind to a stranger to a friend to give in such a way that has no end we are love we are one we are how we treat each other when the day is done we are peace. Nothing more And tell me what it is that you see
4: A world that's full of endless possibilities And heroes don't look like they used to They look like you
2: do TGIW Thank God it's Wednesday I'm Camille Sanzone ...with another episode of Tie a Knot and Hang On, the first in 2018. I'm sure you're tired of hearing it already on the third day of January, but Happy New Year! (laughs) If you're a regular listener, welcome back. Thank you. Shout out to my collective Lunch Bunch. Let me know that you're there. And to all of those in over 100 countries who listen at different times, of course... If you have somehow stumbled upon my show for the very first time, stick around, please. I think you'll be glad you did. And for your information, I broadcast live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. You can listen from your desktop, laptop, from your car. Just get the free app for W4W1 and listen to me from anywhere on the go. You can get an app for iHeartRadio, where all my past shows can be found in their archives. Catch up on shows you may have missed, listen again to a favorite, share it with friends. Just scroll down the list of my episode titles and descriptions. Pick one that grabs you. So you can listen any time you like, any day of the week, any time of the day. Think of me as your radio beckon call girl. And my mission, as always, is to entertain you, but also to enlighten you. I'm here mostly to encourage you to discover ever better ways of being in the world because you deserve to be happy. Yeah, you. Now, today's show especially, I thought, to start off the new year, the title of today's episode is Falling in Love with Your Life in 2018, hopefully and beyond. Now, do you wish you woke up every morning in love with your life, looking forward to every single bit of it. Imagine feeling a surge of gratitude and excitement when you opened your eyes because you were moving steadily closer to achieving your dreams and making a positive difference every day. Imagine having to stop and pinch yourself because you couldn't believe this is your life. That's a description of a program that I just joined by Michael Dooley. Well, Mike, we know each other personally. Well, not really, but anyway. <laughs> He's the creator of TUT.com. That's T-U-T.com Totally Unique Thoughts. And he has a program that was reduced from $97 to $30, so I grabbed it. And it's called Love Your Life 30 Day Project. And it's still available. You can start it any time you want. I started it on the first. But as I said, just any series of 30 days. And just go to tut.tut.com and just look for the program, Love Your Life, 30-Day Project. But it says whether or not you have a concrete dream or a goal that you're working on, by the end of the 30 days, They claim you will have, one, a clearer understanding of what you really want, two, an expanded awareness of how the universe works, three, a deeper perspective on manifestation and your role in it, and four, a daily practice that puts what you're passionate about at the forefront of your life. And they give you tools each day. And it's only uh-huh. like 10 minutes. The name of the program, Rebel, if you would uh, put it in the chat room, It's they have to go to tut.com, T-U-T.com. And the name of the program is Love Your Life 30-Day Project. I'm not getting any money from it. I just think it's a good idea. I get uh, a message from him or from the universe every day. And it, it really makes a difference how you focus how you start your day makes a big difference. And you know I'm always talking about thoughts being creative. And that's Mike's whole thing, Mike Dooley, that thoughts create. So why not make your thoughts good ones, you know? Why not make a vow? I don't like resolutions, so to speak, because it's too easy to break. But make a vow to yourself to make 2018 a, a year that's full of creativity, maybe even a little adventure. Hopefully, better health, more abundance, growth, whether it's spiritual growth, intellectual growth, but do something new. That's where your happiness lies. I read a description of happiness once and I, I believe it's true. Happiness essentially is having something good or positive to look forward to. It's this program I talked about. People ask, is it a book? It's, it's not a book. It's a program, online, internet, and they send you a lesson every day. But if you want to read a good book, go to Amazon.com, put my name in there, and my book will come up. It has some good suggestions in there, too, and mine is At the End of Your Rope, Tie a Knot, and Hang On, Help Has Arrived. Now, you and I have heard such claims before, from books, mine too, seminars, self-acclaimed gurus. And some are better than others, truthfully. But at the end of the day, book, seminar, program, it all comes down to you and me. So are we committed to making the changes necessary to have the life we truly want? Do we love ourselves enough to know we deserve to be happy? Because people say, you know, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you think you deserve. Think about that. We don't always get what we deserve we more often get what we think we deserve. That's why perhaps what appear to be bad people have a lot of things that you would like. And you say, you don't. Well, because they feel entitled. They believe they deserve them. And so it comes to them. That doesn't mean they won't get their own if they're being bad people or hurting other people. Eventually, karma will have its day with them too. But That idea of feeling entitled, not in an arrogant way, but knowing that you're deserving. I've talked before on the air about being a recovering Catholic. Um, The duality always confused me. You know, on bended knee, pounding your chest, uh, saying, I'm guilty, I'm not worthy. And then saying, but I really want this or I really want that. Give me this. I don't deserve it, but give it to me anyway. But I really don't deserve it. I'm not worthy. It's just kind of confusing for me. So the thing is, I am worthy. If you want to look to the Bible, however, it does say when you pray, you're supposed to pray knowing the thing is already yours. So then you're you're saying you trust God or you trust the universe to bring it to you. And not to bring it to you 20 years from now, but you see it as already yours and then it will manifest sooner in your life. We have to start with loving ourselves and thinking we're worthy. And what better way than to listen to the great late Whitney Houston singing The Greatest Love of All.
3: Everybody searching for a hero People need someone to look up to I never found anyone who fulfilled my needs A lonely place to be And so I learned
2: That voice, love that voice, gone too, too, too soon. In the chat room, someone wrote, it says the same thing in The Secret about loving yourself and thoughts creating, I guess, is what they're referring to. Well, that's because it is no secret. You know, the notion that thought creates has been around for eons. It's just a different way of saying things. You know, sometimes one person will say essentially the same thing, but it doesn't sink in because They chose words that didn't impact on our consciousness. Then one day someone else or maybe some book says the exact same thing. And we think, wow, wow, that's terrific. Why didn't someone tell me that a long time ago? (laughs) You know, it may be that they used analogies that made more sense to us. Or it may be as simple as, well, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. You know, there are times you're just not ready to hear what somebody has to say a lot of the addiction programs you can't make somebody go they have to be ready they have to be ready the only one we can change is us and sometimes by our changing we can inspire other people to change that's my mission to help each of you find better ways of being in the world so that you show other people what it's like to be a good person and to be kind and then they in turn will. that? movie was pay it forward you be kind to one person they may be kind back to you they may be kind to somebody else but to love ourselves we often have to stop telling the same story the same sad story you know the woe was me story or the the woe was me story we all tell them from time to time you know I, the purpose of which is what to prove my scars emotional or physical are bigger than your scars I don't know. And, and yet, though, sometimes telling our story has value. If it's a story of hope, of courage, of overcoming, of triumph. But not the poor me variety, because your story could be the key that unlocks someone else's prison. Think about that. So don't be afraid to share that kind of story. I tell you all the time that it's more positively powerful to go faith forward rather than fear forward. Both are powerful, fear and faith. So why put our power out there from a place of fear? Going faith forward, and not necessarily in a religious way. For those of you who don't believe in a traditional God or or dogma, going faith forward is simply a frame of mind, one which sends out to the universe an energy that says, I expect good things to happen in my world. I deserve good things to happen in my world. I gave a, a line or a sentence or two to a woman. I it was one of my clients when I worked for the United Way years ago. Her husband had died of a heart attack. And then she subsequently, six months later, had a heart attack. And she was all alone. People never came to see her in the apartment. Her son seldom called. And she kept saying, there's no God, there's no God. And of course, I wasn't there to talk about God. But when I finished my paperwork with her, I was there to just assess to see if she was eligible for some kind of home care, someone to go shopping for, things like that. I said, uh, Miss Sanzone is leaving, but Camille would like to visit during her lunch hour. Would that be okay? And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I am a little, I suppose. So I sat there for my lunch break, which was longer than most lunch breaks. I only had really a half hour, but I stayed about an hour with her. And we talked and it seemed that she felt guilty because everybody was giving their sympathies for the death of her husband when she was kind of relieved that he had died because he was a son of a bitch. (laughs) She now felt free to do things but she felt so guilty she gave herself a heart attack and all she did was complain when her son called but this egg, that egg, the world is miserable. Uh, She never really had anything pleasant to say to the neighbors and they didn't like her husband so they kind of took it out on her. So I told her to get a notebook, or she showed me where one was, and I gave it to her. And I said, before you even get out of your bed in the morning, I want you to write this. Only good comes to me, and only good goes from me. Simple. Only good comes to me, and only good goes from me. And and write it as many times as you can without your, your arm getting tired. And then before you go to sleep at night, get the notebook and write it again until your arm gets tired. And that should be the first thought you think in the morning, the last thought you think at night. Well, three weeks later, she called me is this my angel, is this my angel, because she, I had asked her before I left, what are the things that you would like, or what do you think tomorrow would be like, and she said the same as yesterday, and I said, well, then you're probably right, that's what it's going to be, but what would you like your life to be like, oh, I'd like my son to call, I'd like the neighbors to stop in, maybe go shopping for me, or take me shopping, and then she laughed, and she said, I know I'm old, she said, but she was younger than I am now. <laughs> she said, I would love a man to take me dancing. My husband didn't like to dance. So three weeks later, as I said, she calls me. And she tells me. I just came back from the doctor, and he said, I don't know what you're doing, but but keep doing it. I'm taking you off this medicine and that medicine because you're doing great. She said her son was calling her at least twice a week because he said she cheered him up. She was so happy. A neighbor stopped by, asked what she needed from the store. And then subsequent to that, they invited her to a lunch in the building, and she found friends. I had suggested she might want to go to a like-minded group that met in her area. It was from Science of Mind, but it wasn't because of the religion. It's just they talked about positive things. And she found someone in her neighborhood to take her there because her first excuse was, well, I don't drive. I said, you call, I'm sure they'll help you get there. So someone volunteered and he took her. Well, he had just left a message on her phone that morning saying, listen, I know I don't know you very long, but I love to dance. My wife died six years ago. They're having a dance at my temple on Friday. Would you go with me? And so I get teary when I think about it. (laughs) Someone's asking, what was that you said to her? (laughs) Again, if you want to write in the chat room so they have it. I said to write down, only good comes to me, only good goes from me. Only good comes to me, only good goes from me. Yeah. I recently became aware of a pastor, Chad Vich, V Victor, E-A-C-H, and one of my favorite quotes that I've heard of his is, stop holding on to your history at the expense of... Of your destiny. I like to repeat those good quotes. Stop holding on to your history at the expense of your destiny. And that's what I was talking about, about telling our story that we dig our heels in. And, oh, this happened to me, and this terrible, and that person did this, and we tell the story over and over again until we bore the people around us, probably boring ourselves, too. You know, move on. You can't move on if you're stuck in the mire of all the crap that's happened to you or that you have perceived as crap <laughs> happening to you. Now, I don't like most of his book, but some of it has some value. But his latest book, this Pastor Veach, is Faith Forward Future. Moving past your disappointments, delays, and destructive thinking. But it's all very, very religious based. So if that turns you off, this is not the book for you. Anyway, another quote that I liked uh, from the book, I bought the Kindle. If you aren't willing to do ridiculous things you'll never experience miraculous things that make sense, right? We have to put ourselves out there. Oh, but I don't I don't speak Spanish well enough. I'm going to sound stupid. But the only way you learn to speak a language is to speak the language. You just have to keep trying and practicing with people. And people are always delighted if you try to speak their language. Most people, anyway. I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend any group of people, but in France, it wasn't that way.
3: <laughs>
2: My friend spoke French. To me, it sounded like French, regular French, but they, oh my gosh, they thought it was terrible that she didn't have the right accent, blah, 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 but most people are afraid to do what they think are ridiculous things, and then they don't experience miraculous things, what a change it can make in your life, another quote of Pastor Veach's is, your most recent failure is only a minor setback for a major comeback. Now, that may be true, may not be true, but it's certainly healthier to think of it that way, and they say we learn more from our failures than our successes, so he says your most recent failure is only a minor setback for a major comeback. I like that. I like that. Are you a person who slips the occasional never into your sentences, you know, like, Oh, that never happens to me. Meaning something good, obviously. Mm-hmm. Or I never catch a break. Or I'll never land that dream job. Well, someone like that would never love me. Hmm. Well, to fall in love with our lives, to taste, to taste life again—if we ever did. We have to stop thinking that way. We have to renew our passions. We may not talk about it maybe we don't even consciously think about it, but I think we very often want to say yes to life, to doing something different, or doing something again that we love to do. We long to say yes while saying no in our heads or no out loud to what could be, and perhaps to what is, because You know, we have to find a way to embrace what is before we can have better. We can't wait to love ourselves or our lives until such and such happens. Hmm? We have to start from love. We have to, as strange as it sounds, love our lives now. So we can love it even more later as we continue to grow to choose better ways of being in the world, as I'm always telling you. Find those things that you love about your life, or at least like about your life. Focus on those. Enhance them. Do them more often. The simplest things can enrich our lives. You know, one of the best ways of being in the world for me is playing at the piano, listening to music. I love to have sing-alongs at the house. They're always fun. And they give me a shot of adrenaline. And I said before, I don't play piano. I don't play properly by music. I play from fate books or from memory by ear. But I enjoy it. And apparently, my friends are kind enough not to make fun of how I play (laughs) because they don't sing so good anyway. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) And then we just sing along. And it's really, really fun. It's really fun. Find the things that you love to do this year. Make it a way of life, not something you're going to do the first week, first, second week of the year, maybe even the whole month of January. But treat yourself, indulge yourself a little every once in a while. Get that massage. You know, you don't have to wait for a special occasion to try that new restaurant.
0: Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: I'm not saying be extravagant or foolish and not pay your bills and just do all that. I'm saying include that. You know, we have enough responsibility how about responding to some of the good stuff? Give yourself a break, and not at McDonald's, all right? Sorry, McDonald's. <laughs> we're going to take just a, a short break. But while we're taking it's not really a break. What it is, is you're going to listen to a song. I'm going to sit right here at my microphone. We're going to hear Nina Simone sing Feeling Good, and you'll hear a couple of things, and I'll be right with you.
5: Birds flying high, you know how I feel. I'm feeling good Fish and the sea You know how I feel River running free You know how I feel Blossom on the tree You know how I feel It's a new dawn It's a new day
2: Mission, should you choose to accept it, is to grab a copy of my book. At the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. Help has arrived. Ever felt you were at the end of your rope? In my book, you will surely find a new supply. It's filled with humor and down to earth life strategies, processes that will stir your inner workings and inspire you to choose a better way of being in the world. You deserve to be happy. Just go to Amazon.com and enter my name, Camille Sanzone, or the title of my book, Your Troubles Will Self Destruct in Five Chapters.
4: I'm gonna make you an offer you can't refuse. Listen to Camille Sanzone, Wednesdays 1 p.m. Eastern, to her show, Tie a and Hang On. Help has arrived on W4WN, All Women Radio. And don't you forget about it.
2: And as always, thank you for not forgetting about me. And I'm happy to say I have renewed my contract, my agreement, and I will be broadcasting every Wednesday for another year. So, back to my subject today, falling in love with your life. Now, I know someone, as someone wrote in the chat room earlier, I didn't mean to ignore it, I just slip my mind for a moment it's just how can you have faith when you don't have faith Hmm. well by choosing to change the way you think about life i said choosing the power to choose again is in every moment in every moment when i was teaching for um there's a group here, I don't know if it's across the country, they have different ones, but this one called Women in Distress, and it was for women who were abused, and they provided residences for the women and their children. Um, I did a program throughout Broward County schools, 7th grade, 12th grade, and I, with the older ones, it was hopefully showing them the signs of an abusive relationship in the hope that they would neither be a victim or a perpetrator of it. And uh, in one particular class, a sixteen year old girl, happened to be Italian, came up to me after my presentation and she said, laughing, she said, Well, I'm the one who hits she says, I can't help it. She says, I'm Italian. She says, My mother hits my father in the back of the head and my aunts hit my, my uncles in the back of the head and, you know, when we were young we got spanked and it's just, just our nature. She's like, I can't help it. And I said, And you're telling me this because She looked at me and I said, have you you hit your boyfriends too? Oh, well, yes, I'm very jealous. And if they look at another girl, I punch them in the arm or punch them in the chest. I said, and what have they done about it? And she said, well, I've lost a couple of boyfriends, she said. But I said, well, then you've been lucky that that's all that's happened. One day you might meet someone who hits you back. Well, I can't help it. I can't help it. And I said, don't ever say that because you can't always help it. You make a choice. You can end the cycle. You can end the cycle. It's a choice you make. I've told a story before about twin boys who were raised by an abusive father, beat their mother, beat them. Years later, I discovered that one of them was married, had a son. The other one was in jail. And I had occasion to talk to the one that was married and had a child. And and what do you think happened with your brother? And it turns out that his brother turned out like his father because even though he hated him, Every time he got angry at his girlfriend, he pictured his father hitting his mother, and that's what he would do. This young man who had a a wife and a a little boy said in the beginning when he would get angry, he would think of that too because that's all he knew. But he refused to be his father, and he would walk away. He would leave the house, leave the room, leave the apartment. And at first he said the woman, woman he finally married would get mad and say, why do you keep walking away? Why do you keep walking away? I want to finish this. And he'd say, I don't want to hit you. I'm afraid I'm going to hit you. So he would leave until he calmed down. And eventually he learned to talk through his anger. So it's a choice one son made and the other son didn't make. So I know life has its pains and its challenges and its difficulties and its struggles. And 2017, my friends, sure had plenty for me personally. And of course, nationally and globally, we all know what was and still is going on that is of great concern to all of us. But the trick to having a good and happy life is not to live in denial, but to make that conscious choice to find a way to create a meaningful, happy life in your own corner of the world. If enough of us do that, I believe the ripples of that will reach around the globe. You know, that's why I end each show by reminding you that kindness is contagious. Spread it around. And I said it earlier, too. And I will say it again and again and again, the same way I, I say you deserve to be happy and, and make ever better choices in your life. Now, you know, among the the many brilliant things Albert Einstein said, this struck me when I found it recently. He said, if people are good only because they fear punishment or hope for a reward, then we are a sorry lot indeed. Hmm. You know there are people like that. And there are parents who raise their children like that. I want him to fear me, so they punish them physically. They hit them. I said, "Well, did hitting him make him stop doing it at the moment? Yes. But did he keep doing it? Yes. So then it didn't really work, you see. And then there are others who do things for a reward. They think they're going to get something, so they act good in that instance to get the reward. Not doing right." Or good for good's sake or right's sake. So Albert Einstein says. We're a sorry lot indeed. If that's the only reason people do good. Now the great Rabbi Hillel said. If I am not for myself. Then who will be for me. And if I am for myself only. Then what am I. And he finished that with. And if not now when. And I'm kind of making that challenge to you. If not now. At the beginning of a new year. When? When, when, when? The power to choose is in every moment. You have the power to make your life happier by making better choices. The most important of which is choosing to be open to favorable possibilities. Expecting and looking for the good in people and in the outcome of things. Thoughts and words, thoughts said out loud, of course, or words, they're powerfully creative. Why not choose the best ones possible? You see, I don't believe we're a product of our circumstances, because just like those two boys I told you about, the twins, they both were raised the same way by the same father. We are not a product only of our circumstances, but of our most consistent thoughts and choices, by our most consistent thoughts, and choices. Yeah, it has a lot to do with optimism, and they describe optimism as a disposition or tendency to look on the more favorable side of things, to expect the most favorable outcome, the belief that good ultimately wins out over evil in the world. Now, (laughs) that reminded me of a An old story slash joke of the the man, the ultimate optimist, who who fell off the roof of a 60-floor building. And as he was falling, people on each floor heard him say, Everything's okay so far. (laughs) And listen, who's to say firemen weren't waiting with cushions to soften his fall? Or that angels weren't there ready to whisk him away before his shell of a body hit the ground? And he went to some nice place it's how we think when we get up in the morning and who says it better the singer Barbara Streisand play it for us Rebel will you as she sings beautiful
1: you've got to get up every morning with a smile on your face and show The passes by mirrored in their faces I see frustration growing and they don't see it showing why do I you gotta get up every morning with a smile on your face and show the world all the love in your heart and people gonna treat you better you're gonna find yes you will that you're beautiful Tears are just a lullaby If there's any answer Maybe love can end the madness Maybe not Oh But we can only try you got to get up Every morning With a smile on your face And show the world All the love in your heart And people gonna teach you better You're gonna find Yes you will That you're beautiful
2: song years ago when I was doing my workshops more regularly and uh, people hadn't heard it before I hadn't until I was looking for certain inspirational songs to play at my workshop Um, and it's it's such a powerful song to me get up every morning with a smile on your face and you don't have to go to bed with a hanger in your mouth to do it You know, (laughs) get up every morning with a smile on your face show the world all the love in your heart She says, maybe love can end the madness. Maybe not, but we can only try. People will treat you better. People will treat you better when they sense you come from love. I don't know about you, but I've had the experience in my lifetime, in high school especially, um, where I got along really well with teachers that other kids couldn't stand. Even sometimes other teachers couldn't stand them. But I don't know what it was. Maybe it was this Pollyanna attitude, um, taking someone at face value, not listening to what the other kids said about this teacher or that teacher, and just meeting them head on, fresh. I, I behaved uh, the way I usually did. I was a good person, I, I guess. I did my work. I smiled at the teacher. I didn't. Uh, I didn't make fun of her. This one particular teacher comes to mind. Her name is Carlota Diaz Miranda de Hirschberg. <laughs> yes. De Hirschberg, but she didn't use the Hirschberg because her professional name was Miranda. Carlota Diaz Miranda. She had six children. She had one natural childbirth and the other five cesarean by choice, she told me. You know how she told me? We were walking down the hall one day after class. And she had a loose leaf binder in her arms and the pages were sticking out. And because they were, they had gotten frayed at the edges. And she looked at that and she laughed and she said she had this real big bellowing laugh and she's like, Oh, look, look at that, you know, that reminds me of, she says, that reminds me of my stomach. I have so many crisscross scars from my cesareans. And then she explained to me, and the reason she had so many was because it was just too painful, she said, natural childbirth, not just for her, but she felt for the child having to be come into the world that way. So it was much easier for her and, she, and the child to just be lifted out. And it wasn't easy at that time, she said, to get doctors to approve to do so many cesareans if they didn't have to. For physical reasons, but anyway, I digress as I sometimes do. But anyway, she and I became very good friends, and we kept in touch. Uh, In fact, sometimes uh, I've heard from once in a while, kids would say I must be one of her kids, and that's the only reason we got along. Actually, she got along better with me than she did with her own children. She could be a stickler, but she's—I don't know if she's the reason, but she's certainly one of the reasons I got to go to college. My father was very strict, as I've told you before. But not just in not letting me date all through high school. But when it came time for college, I applied to several, and I applied for scholarships. In order to get a scholarship, though, you had to show financial need. Besides uh, an aptitude, obviously, academically. And my dad would not fill out the form. It's nobody's business, what I make, and all this kind of stuff. Well, I told that to Mrs. Miranda. And without telling me, she showed up at my door. This big, boisterous voice. I could not believe it was Mrs. Miranda at my front door. There I was, 17 years old. She came in. she, She is it, where's your father? And she sat down at the table. She introduced herself and she said, is it true that you might stop this young woman from going to college because you will not fill out financial papers? Now, my father wasn't easily intimidated, and he certainly didn't cower in front of her. But he said, it's none of your business and it's none of their business. And she then just, I don't know all the words that she said to him, but she apparently convinced him that I deserved to go to college, and I at least deserve the shot, and if him filling out the forms would give me at least one step towards it, that he should consider it. And then she said something stupid at the end, and if he didn't, she'd come back and blah, 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 blah. I don't know what she threatened him with. But anyway, he did fill out the forms, and I, I did win a distinguished academic scholarship. I went to Hofstra University in Hempstead, Long Island, I Anyway, I'm going to say the good old days, but they weren't all good days at Hofstra. It was kind of stressful. I had to, I had to, oh, that's my son. He's wishing you a happy new year from upstairs. Some of you said, is he all right? Yes, he's fine. He falls asleep upstairs and then he wakes up and he looks for his mama, which is moi. And I'm not sitting right there. So he starts howling for me. I invite him down here. It's like. Four steps downstairs to where my computer is. My microphone set up. And he here. He, keep going, baby. His name is Sweet Boy, for those of you who don't know it. I think I put his pictures up on a post once or twice. But I have to do that again one time. So you can see what this beautiful baby looks like. Yeah, I'm sure like you. I hope you do anyway. When the year ends, you think of all the good things that did happen. and All the good people that came into your life. Or contributed to your happiness in that life. And you, you think of the the things moving forward in 2018 that you're grateful for. And he's up there. Aren't you, sweet boy? He's now looking at me from the top step. He's a mix between a corgi and Jack Russell. We adopted him four years ago. And he's, he's sweet and he's beautiful with us, but, boy, is he a good guard dog. He barks at strangers. And even people who come in and sit down, they have to really sit down and let him come to them, like you do with children, really if you try to touch him, he's going to just growl because he thinks she did hurt me or my partner. I keep saying my partner, she's my wife now, don't tell. Anyway, <laughs> well, what can I say, my friends? It was a good year in a lot of ways. It was a very difficult year, but even through the difficult times, we learn lessons. We learn how strong we are. Uh, my nephew, as some of you may know, was uh, diagnosed with cancer, and I, I've noticed that Rebel, My engineer has put up a couple of times uh, his GoFundMe page because he doesn't have insurance. He was laid off. And these things are expensive, the treatments for the chemo and the radiation, and he'll be paying that off for a while. But if you could come up with a little something to help towards it, he's grateful. I'm grateful. And he's finished now with the treatments, but the bills go on. <laughs> and we pray and hope and we envision his PET scan in March coming back saying he is cancer free. And may that be forever and ever and ever. Amen. Well, it's that time again. Please choose to fall in love with your life in 2018. And may that love affair last forever. I hope you've enjoyed your time with me. I leave you today with Philip Philip singing home because I want you to make this place your home. Remember kindness is contagious. Spread it around. Happy New Year.
4: Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along No, you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place yours